the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. You like podcasts with themes and purpose? Love them. Me neither. Oh. That's why we created the Potato Potato Podcast. You mean Potato Potato. Sure. Great. Then check out our show. Every week we have a special guest from the world of improv and entertainment. We promise we won't stay on topic. And with some help from the human bag of garbage intern Rich. We're best friends. Nope. Nope. And the voice of reason Sam. You're doing this ad wrong. We make a show that somehow makes sense. We've been told this show's like hanging out with your best friends, but let's be honest, your best friends are kind of jerks. Yeah. So check us out every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network. Have you ever had to withdraw from a class? Yes. It was at the height of my partying a lot. Yeah. And I missed a midterm. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to withdraw at that point. I was like, I got to go. You got to take that W. Yeah. Or that incomplete or whatever they're going to give you. Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a W. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Right? Incomplete is worse. It's after a certain period of time, then you get an incomplete. Yeah. Because an incomplete is basically an F, and then you have to like, you have to like appeal it. Yeah. That class. Um. Yeah, a W is better because I think a W doesn't go in your GPA. Mm-mm. I guess what I'm saying is I hope that Buffy got Ws. Yeah, but who knows? Oh my god, when she's talking about the, she has no time for poetry. I know that was so sad. Yeah, for some reason I was like in a really dark humor place. Yeah, and so when she's like, I just really like poetry, and he was like, I'm glad you like poetry, Buffy. I expected him to finish that with like, but this is a calculus class. <laughs> but it didn't happen. That would have been funny. I also, when she's like, what are those Japanese ones? I was like, okay, I know you're trying to make like a silly Buffy joke, mm-hmm. but everyone knows what I'm Yeah, that would be, you'd be like, if she was like, my favorite poetry is called acrostic. You write a word vertically and then across you write other words that mean that word. I know. And for her to not know the name of it too. It's like, unless she was trying to be cute. I think she might have been. Like, she, she knew it was haiku and she's like, oh, it's like a sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever, Buffy. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. She's being cute. Because she is cute. That's who Buffy is. Mm-hmm. Buffy is silly. She says when the po- if the apocalypse comes, beat me. Yeah. That is like her shit. Yeah. That's how yeah. she rolls. Um, also, like we were talking earlier about in the previous episodes, how she hasn't really been letting Dawn in on things mm-hmm. and i thought it was a smart move for her even though it was done in a moment of frustration yeah overall i think it was a smart move to like let don know like hey listen like they might take you away from me if you don't shape up i mean it takes half the episode it does it takes a while it is a little while because i actually kind of forgot she talked to that principal for a while <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> yeah i was like wait what she- oh yeah they, they spoke Welcome to another episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about the episodes Tough Love and Spiral. Yeah, I mean, things are like really rocketing towards the end of the series. Like we are coming up on that. Or season. season. Sorry. I mean. (laughs) Spoiler alert. The show ends after season five. Just kidding. Or is she? (laughs) Don't. Look at any Wikipedia. <laughs> Don't listen to any previous episodes where we talk about how many seasons there are. <laughs> um, I mean, but a lot happens in these. Like, things go from bad to worse. Yes. In a way that you kind of didn't think they could. And she even says, she's like, what's next? Mm-hmm. And, of course, she includes Riley in her list of bad things. I'm like, again, no one cares. Oh my God. I instantly fell asleep when you said that. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> uh, but I think that might even be in the second episode. In the first episode... Buffy is facing the reality of being a single mom. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard. And it's outside. She's not used to that kind of responsibility. No. She's not used to being in charge of other people in that way. Yeah, because it's like a lot of um, – it's like taking care of someone on a micro scale, which she's mm-hmm. not used to. And she tries to do like a chart Yep, where Dawn has to – check off the tasks as she does them. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably frustrating for Don to have to hear. Yes. But I think, like you said, that leads to that leads to the conversation that she does have to hear, which is these are the stakes. Yeah. It's not about it's not about me being a mean sister or me treating you like a child. It's about you're screwing around. You're mm-hmm. not taking care of your business. If you keep not taking care of your business, you're going to foster care. Yeah. Like that's those are the stakes. So we've already tried you get doing it yourself. Yeah. And you skip school. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make Dawn a bad person. But no. like Dawn can't act self-righteous about how adult she is. Yeah. She makes bad choices. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of what parenting is, right? Mm-hmm. Is sometimes you have to treat someone more like a child than they think they are. 
Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Dawn's way of processing is to just, I wonder where she goes. She's not at school. Just walks around. I think she probably walks around. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, she goes, hangs out with Willow because Willow is a horrible. I was so mad at Willow in this episode. <laughs> I was so mad at her. Yeah. That entire like beginning of that fight drove me nuts where she is like mad because she Wait, doesn't. Which fight? The one with Buffy or the one with Tara? Tara. Okay. Because the one with Buffy, I was so frustrated with Willow. When she was like, we're just trying to. We're just having fun. And in front of Dawn, like that yeah. is Dawn. In this situation is the child. Yes, she's a 14-year-old. She's in Mm -hmm. ninth grade, but she's the child. Mm -hmm. You never undercut the authoritarian disciplinarian in front of the child. Yeah, because then you're just, you're you're showing them it's, it's. Yeah, that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so rude and so out of her place. Mm -hmm. Like, Willow, you are not Dawn's mother. Yeah. And you are not the one who has to go talk to the principal when Dawn fucks up. Yeah. So you don't get to come in and be like, we're just being silly, Buffy, lighten up. Yeah. What? I think also she's like not, she's not really seeing the stakes for what they are. Like, I'm sure that she heard from Buffy that Dawn was in trouble at school. Yeah. And so to her, she just, and I think this is like a common thread with Willow generally, mm-hmm. is where she's just like, oh, but like, you don't really get the rules. Like, yeah, I I understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, I read somewhere that it's like, yeah, when she says that, when she's like, I read that it's helpful that might be true like it might be true that that learning thing is better but maybe like wait until you're not right there right after buffy's like do your homework yeah like she should have just been like not said anything Mm -hmm. and then later been like well what we were doing was this and we were trying to help or even backed buffy up and been like all right don fun like yeah fun's over let's stop being silly like let me know if you have any more questions about geometry yeah or whatever Buffy needs to be backed up, not undercut. Yeah. Especially because Willow has no... If Dawn gets taken away, that's not on Willow. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if she knows that Dawn might get taken away. Does she not? She's acting like she doesn't know. I think it's possible she doesn't know that part. But she certainly knows that Buffy's the boss. Yeah. And I don't think Willow respects Buffy's authority over Dawn. Well, I think we're starting to understand that... Or see... That Willow does not have respect for authority. No. And because, I mean, uh, so many thoughts about this episode. So I'm many like, thoughts. Okay. Um, so we also, before we go to, because I feel like we could talk about Willow a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Buffy just coming straight up to Giles and being like, hey, do you want to be the dad? And he's I like, mean, no. He's like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, this is, and she's like, so I have to be a grown up? And he's like, yeah, hun. Yeah. And she, I love when she was like, you could do the tough love talk. And he's like, okay, I'll give you the tough love yeah. talk. <laughs> She's like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Um, this scene was really cute and set us up to make the next episode even more painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked that. I liked her kind of turning right to Giles, as you would expect her to do. Mm-hmm. And him having to tell her, like, no, like, you are now the head of that household. Yeah. And, I mean, this coming on the tail of, like, we've kind of seen them be more peers. Yeah. And for her to try and revert back. Yeah. Which is natural. I mean, mm-hmm. when we face something that's, like, scary and unknown, we yeah. tend to revert. Totally. So I get why she did it, but it was yeah. very – It. I think it showed his trust in her to be like, no, I'm your – I was your watcher. I'm not Don's dad. Nope. So you got to deal with that. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't think Willow is a bad person in the way she treats Buffy in that scene. It's just – but it got on my nerves. Yeah. I think if I were another person in that room, I would be like, Willow – yeah. This ain't your business. You don't yeah. get to tell Buffy how to raise Dawn. That was... Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that dynamic... That, and that dynamic of uh, Willow, Dawn, and Buffy, like, evolves during the season at different points. Mm-hmm. But right now, like, Willow, you are a friend. The thing that, like, frustrated me about that was that Willow was, like, immediately defensive about her own actions when I feel like what she could have done i know i know this is like 2020 hindsight but she could have just been like oh buffy like kind of snapped in a way that she maybe wouldn't normally snap so something must be up yes because if she didn't know that there was a danger of don being taken Mm -hmm. away she should at least be hip that something is weird yeah she could have said are you okay yeah even i'm sorry i certainly was i was not trying to upset you yeah and like taking her aside yeah i'm sorry i wasn't trying to upset you is so much different than like you shouldn't be upset about this yeah, like, don't worry. We were just doing this. 
and, and also like what I would have liked to see was her coming up to Buffy later and being like, this must be a lot. Like, do you need any help? Right. Because or even just different. saying like later, mm-hmm. you reacted really strongly to yeah. that. Is is everything OK? Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? Versus. Yeah. Versus defensiveness. Yeah. And it's like being self. How does that help anyone? Yeah. But it leads to Buffy being honest with Dawn and letting her know what's going on. Yeah. Which was good. And I think, and I like that Dawn immediately like sobered up and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she gets it. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, that felt really real to me. Yeah. Because Dawn is at that age where she thinks she's a grown up mm-hmm. and she thinks she should make all her choices, mm-hmm. but all of her instincts are wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> she's a yeah, child. Because she, she's a child. And like the thing is too, I think she's always going to be like, I'm an adult, I'm an adult, especially when Buffy's like, you're not an adult. Yeah. But for Buffy to be like, look, the government doesn't see you as an adult. Yeah. So you better listen to me because they're going to take you away. Yeah. And like prove to you that you are not an adult. So I think that was helpful for Don Mm -hmm. to hear that. Yeah. And this isn't just about me picking on you. Exactly. Yeah. Because most people aren't just mean to be mean, barring like evil stepmothers or whatever. Um, so having Buffy, like, explain that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, maybe it's just because I think doing the right thing, doing homework is good. I mean, I hated to do it. I was, I, like, didn't do homework. I was really bad at doing homework. Mm-hmm. But she's not being that mean. No, she's just saying. She's dude. expecting you, after you've been skipping school for weeks, mm-hmm. to come home or come to the magic shop and just sit down and do your homework before you do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's just called life. Dawn. Yeah. Like, no, you don't get to fuck around after school before you do your homework. No, yeah. You do your homework. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying all this. My mom is listening and probably like yeah. rolling her eyes because yeah. I was horrible at doing homework. I hated it. I was horrible. I hated it. If I homework. understood the thing. Yeah. And this was like my self justification too, but it, I think it was like boredom. Willow. I didn't want to redo it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So, like, if I understood the principles, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do five pages on it. Like, I got it. Yeah. Like, test me on it. Fine. Yeah. That was my attitude. It was horrible <laughs> attitude, but that was my attitude. College is much easier in that respect. Yeah. Like, if you get it, you get it. They will. They just test you on it. Yeah, because homework is optional. There's, yeah, there's no worksheets. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I remember, like, never – oh, I hated doing homework. But also, it was another thing, too, where, like, I don't think my mom communicated to me, like, that, like, if you just sit down and do it right away, it's mm-hmm. done. Because we weren't in that phase now where I think – I don't know if this is actually true, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this happens in media a lot where they're like, they give kids too much homework. They can't possibly do it all. Yeah. I don't know if that really is true or if it's helicopter parenting. I mean, parents ask for more homework a lot. Oh, really? That's part of it. Interesting. But they, okay, but kids have five activities. Yeah. So yeah, they can't do it and they're five activities. Yeah, exactly. Um, But for me, I didn't really have that many activities and like the homework was usually pretty m- oh, manageable. Oh, my amount of homework was reasonable if I were a person who would do it. Yeah, I just didn't do it. And I and I wouldn't, <laughs> I just wouldn't sit down and do it. Like, mm-hmm. and that was, I feel like if someone explained to me, like, if you just sit down and do it, you'll be done in like an hour and you get the rest of the day. Yep. But I was just like, I don't want to do it. And mm-hmm. instead, it was like, do your homework. Why aren't you doing your homework? Do your homework. And get like, off my back. Yeah, exactly. And there was never like a, I don't know. I'm always an advocate Here's of the like thing. talking to I don't to your know. Kid. Yes. And I was not in your house. Yeah. But I think you remember the fights you have. Uh-huh. There's like, a lot of screaming. Yeah, but I don't know if you remember your mom telling you that and you blowing it off. Um cuz yeah, clearly yeah. she never told you and it got through to you. Yeah. But most people just don't start yelling. Oh, Kelly, my mom starts yelling immediately. But you already weren't doing your homework. Yeah. So that you had already that, that you had was already like started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would you started it. Yeah. So I'm I not was, saying she was right. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I don't know that you're reli- – I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that a parent-child relationship is ever, like, as – they can't talk like peers because they're not. Because no. one of them is a child who wants to get out of doing their work. So right. they can't be peers. Like, you now yeah. can, like, get that. Yeah. you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Just like Dawn is a kid. Until, like, it gets really serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because my mom couldn't say they're going to take me away from you. Right. She could say, I'm not going to let you watch TV this weekend Mm. or you're grounded. Right. Mm. But that doesn't. Yeah. Like you can't you can't talk to a kid like a peer because a kid isn't a peer. Right. But I think there is a way that you can like open discussion with your kid a little more just because like it really was like me being, you know, a little shithead and being like, I don't need my homework. 
and like just staring out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would rather stare at nothing for hours than do my homework. Yeah. And I wasn't even doing anything cool. I was literally sitting there just looking out the window, refusing to just look in front of me and do my work. Yeah. But so like it would be, you know, like, yeah, Kelly, I told you to do your homework. Mm-hmm. I told you to do your homework, but like screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, you're never going to get any. It was, yeah, yeah. it was like a lot. And I, I don't know. It just it, it, it was not it was never like there was never I'm going to open this to, to talk to you about this. Yeah. It was always like I told you to do, to do this. Mm-hmm. Respect me because I'm your elder. Sure. And then and I guess what we can say is that doesn't work. That but we also it's a work. fantasy to know what would have worked. No, but like yeah. the open dialogue, we have zero percent of way of knowing yeah. if that would have worked either. Yeah. Because it never happened. Yeah. So and, like we can fantasize that that would be or hy- hy- uh, hypothesize mm-hmm. that that would work better. Yeah. So we know yelling at your kid. Don't do it. It doesn't work. Yeah. They're only going to just but, not want to yeah, do it and resent you later. I don't know if I would have. Yeah. If I would have listened to reason. We'll never know. Most likely, no. But I would have had fonder memories of a chi- childhood, I think. I think I would have listened to reason from a different person than my parents. Oh, like a cool, like, older cousin. Yeah. It's like, hey, listen, man, if you just finish your Just game the morning, system. Yeah. Listen, you just get that done, and then you can go out and play. And yeah. Ride a skateboard like a rad dude like me. Yeah. Oh, I hated homework so much. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just remembering how much I hated it. I'm always, like, <sighs> rustling around on Tumblr, and I see yeah. people's, like, study blurs or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, thank fucking God I'm not doing that <laughs> shit right now. I just, oh. Uh, and you know me. Like, I detest being told what to yeah. do. And having to be held to a schedule. Yeah. And homework is very, like, this has to be done by tomorrow. And write a paragraph about mm-hmm. what you read in this thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I hate not measuring up to uh, perceived potential. And that's all school was for me. Yeah. Was people being like, you should be really good at this. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And I never was that good at it. Yeah. And no matter what I did, it was always like, whoa. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's never like, wow. No. Great job. It's I don't like, think I ever okay, got Okay, well, you wow. should have done that. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, it's. I'm glad you're not fucking around. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, and homework is boring as hell. It's so boring. It's, it's so, so boring. boring. Like, I even now, like, I don't think I could be that cool older person to a kid now. Because the truth is, it's fucking boring. If a kid, we were working on math sets. I'd be like, and this you is know boring. all the shit. How am I going to tell you you have to do 20 more math problems when you already know how it works? Yeah. What, you're going to get faster? I guess. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, how, like, um... Remember those like timed multiplication table tests? Oh, multiplication tables was the, my fir- that was the beginning of the end of Ryan. <laughs> like that was the first like I think parent teacher conferences. Did you? Because I refused to learn them. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking memorize them. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll take me a little less, t- a little longer. Yeah, but I'll I'll figure it out. I had like strategies. Yeah, I, I like, did the one where I would like memorize like one every like five, and uh-huh. then I'd just count up. <laughs> yep, I'm like, well, I know seven times four is. 24? It's not? No. 7 times 4 is... Okay. 7 times 3 is 21. Uh-huh. 7 times 4 is 28. Yep. See? <laughs> I told you. I memorized certain ones. Well, yeah, 7 times You got three. it wrong yeah. for a long time. Well, because I didn't... I don't know which ones I memorized. I know 7 times I know three. all the 2s. So 4s are very oh, easy because Ooh. you just... 2s are easy. So for me, it's just 14 plus 14. Um, For me, I loved the 5s. Loved the 9s. Oh, no- yeah. The 9s. The 9s uh, uh, were okay. Yeah. And yeah. I knew all the ones that were like um like four times four or yeah, like three times three. Squares. Yeah. Ugh, love those. Squares are good. Did you have the tests that were like um this is how our teacher did it in third grade. I still remember Mrs. Mm-hmm. Way. Um so there was like a number in the center and then it had like a circle around it and then it had like times which uh-huh. is around the circle and then uh, the circle around that. So it's like a circle within circle within circle yeah. was um divided into little things of okay 10 and then it'd be like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and then you, the outer circle you had to write the answer oh jesus no so it'd be like three times uh, this is yeah, so yeah, not yeah. helpful for an audio yeah, yeah but it's like yeah you'd go from the innermost inside circle to the, to the outside and then you'd write the answer the very no outside. but we did have timed things and memorizing and i was like i refuse to memorize them like it was fights <laughs> it was like it was i think the first like real re- I mean, I guess that was my little rebellion, but I, like, refused to memorize. I just was not interested. 
No. <laughs> I love when kids just decide certain things. They're like, I don't want to do that. Nope. And they refuse. Not doing it. Which is, again, this goes back to what we were talking about before. If, like, magically, I had known, yeah, I could have, me- I'm good at memorizing stuff. Mm. I could have memorized it. Yeah. And if I had just done that, no fights. <laughs> like, no parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. Like, life would have been just so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember my parents trying to be rational with me. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I remember <laughs> me being obstinate and them just being like, "Yeah, you have to do this. And me just being like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to. Yeah. Yeah. I hated them. I just remember um, my report cards were always average with yeah. the performance one. But like mm-hmm. for behavioral. Yeah. They were always good. Bad. Oh. Because I talked too much and didn't respect authority. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very weird because I don't think I ever was a hard worker until, well, I had to learn from my own mistake because yeah. I was like failing out of college. Right. And I was like, fuck. I guess I got to do something. Because I, I was like, I have a life ahead of me that like I am not prepared for. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? And then I started like working really hard and then I got good grades and then I did law school, which I think also is just an environment of everybody yes. working hard. It's a culture. But then, like, even then, once I became a lawyer, I was not a hard worker because mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this. I don't like this. I was just talking to Micah about this, how weird it is that, like, pursuing a career in, like, creation or comedy or any of that was so not even within the realm of possibility for me growing up. Yeah. I didn't know what AV club was. Wow. Like, I was like, I don't know what they do in high school. And, like, I would have probably liked that. Yeah. Because I like that kind of shit now. Okay, at first I thought you meant avclub.com. Um, when I was 13, I didn't know what avclub.com was. <laughs> Which I was like, I guess it was in the printed version of The Onion when you were a kid. I was like, you would have been really cool if you did know what <laughs> avclub was. would have been so in. underground. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, okay. Yes. You didn't know about that. I didn't know I didn't did. know uh, what forensics was until after I was out of high school. I would have loved forensics. Yeah. I thought it was like solving CSI. crimes. <laughs> I thought it had to do with science. And not like I wasn't into science. It's so, just like I didn't do it. But I was like, I would have fucking loved forensics. Well, so get this. Okay. I was in debate. Uh-huh. And when people called it forensics, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no friends idea. in forensics. And I was just like, oh, cool. Isn't that weird when you're like a kid that you just don't even think to ask what yeah. that, Like you're just like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I was like, I think it has to do with like, like CSI. Crimes, like CSI. <laughs> Oh, my God. Or actually, I still to this day do not really know what Rotary Club is. I think it's just community service. I think it's just community service. I think it used to have to do with like secret societies. <laughs> We're going to get in a dangerous place. <laughs> or like um, if only we had done our homework. I know. Or like Lions Club. Lions Club. Have you ever been to one of those meetings? Where not all to a meeting. Men roar? I've never been to a meeting, but I went to a like a sports banquet at one or something where yeah. it was like they it was an invite sports banquet and I got invited. Mm-hmm. They didn't those, roar. All those clubs are weird. They are like weird. The Rotary Club, we had like Kiwanis. Uh-huh. <laughs> like all these things are just like, uh, And we called it Kiwins for some reason? You called it Kiwins? No, like that was like the kid version. Oh. It was Kiwins, but it was part of the Kiwanis. Were you also a Girl Scout? I was a Girl Scout, mm-hmm. uh, but I quit. Because there were too much rules. It was just like, it was... It was interesting because it was like, you know, you start when you're little, yeah. little. And so I started when I was a daisy sure. in kindergarten. And then all those girls became the popular girls. Oh. And I wasn't. Yeah. So it really sucked. And sure. I was like, I don't really like going to this. Sure. So I stopped after brownies. Mm-hmm. But it's funny when you're like really small and you're like, we're all going to be Girl Scouts until we graduate and then we'll go to Hawaii together. Yeah. I haven't talked to those Did, girls in yeah, a very long time. Um, were you a Girl Scout? I was not. I kind of wanted to, but I don't think I ever – it was one of those things – that I don't know that I, like, expressed to my parents, like, as hard as I would, like, think about it. Mm-hmm. Similar with, like, camp. Though I think I told them more about camp. But, like, I really wanted to go to camp. I really want to go to camp, like, too. really bad. But I don't know that they knew, like, how burning of a desire it was I wanted to go when I was a so kid. Bad. But, like, and I think I probably brought it up at some point. And it was, it cost money, so that's probably why we yeah. didn't do it. But, like, I wanted it so bad. Um. So I think Girl Scout was a similar thing. Like, I wanted it way more than my parents knew. Because I think if I had said, I really want to do Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. they would have figured it out. I don't think my mom would have been the scout mom. Is that what they call it? Scout leader? Scout leader, I think. Because <laughs> um, she, I don't know. Did I, oh, 
have I told I've told you about the birthday party she threw when I lived in Riverside? No. <laughs> this is we'll get find a way to come back to Tough Love. It's okay. a mom thing. Okay. So she it was my first year moving to Riverside. I think I was seven years old. We had a big party. It was all these girls from school. I think it was a sleepover, mm-hmm. but it was all girls. It was a big party. It's very exciting. My mom like had gotten a bunch of books from the library of like different games to play mm-hmm. things. We did some really fun ones. Like we did a thing where you it was like a clothes relay. Oh my god! Like you would have like a big like pants and a shirt, and you'd have to like run across and then like swap clothes. Oh, with the next that's person. cute. It was that's really cool. Cute. Um, and it was all like parents' clothes. So it was all like yeah. Big and heavy. Um, so we did a bunch of really fun games. But the one game that got my mom in trouble with all of the other moms in Riverside <laughs> was, which is in Southern California, if you don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, was that she, all the girls brought a present. Mm-hmm. It was a birthday party. And so she put each one in a numbered bag mm-hmm. and then had the girls pull a number mm-hmm. and everybody went home with that present. Okay. Which there was crying. There were upset kids because they, they bought those presents for Ryan. Yeah. They didn't buy those presents to go home with someone else. Yeah. Your mom turned your birthday into a white elephant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, at the time, I don't remember being upset about it at all. Yeah. In retrospect, I can say, like, my mom gave away all my birthday presents. Yeah. Because that's what she did. Like, at the time, I don't even think it crossed my mind to be like, Yeah, when you're a kid, those you are really... my presents. Like, it yeah. didn't even. But in retrospect, I can, like, give her shit about it. Yeah. Like, do you remember that time that you threw me a birthday party and then gave away all my presents? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom got in trouble. So I, that's why I'm saying, like, she might have been a scout leader, but she would have been, like, a super feminist scout leader who, like, yeah. made everything socialist. Yeah. She would have told, pe- told people, like, don't worry about give- selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Capitalism is evil. Yeah. Uh, so I don't That's think awesome. she would have been a popular scout leader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was the time she gave away all my, pre- my birthday present. Hi, Drew. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. 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 She, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get – we're going to talk so long on the phone would... about this homework thing. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, we gotta keep. We got a motor. We gotta keep. Huffing. We are not moving fast enough. Okay, so now, um, now it's time. I think to do what to get into the Tara Willow fight, which may take the rest yeah. of the podcast, and then we'll just like rush through the rest because okay. there's so much to pick apart in here. So much. First things first. Drop waist velvet dress <laughs> in rose pink, dusty rose, dusty rose. Not flattering. Not flattering. Not doing any favors. It looks heavy and hot. Also, and I think redheads should do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But I think that pink with her hair is not. Is a cruel joke. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, wear whatever colors you want. But I think if we had seen that in a dark teal, in a color of one of, like a Kelly Green, an emerald green, that would look great. Sure, even a blue. Mm -hmm. Just like a royal blue. Oh, lovely. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Um, But yeah, so they start fighting. It starts with Willow being put out because since she doesn't have a dead mother, everyone she feels like she's her opinions are being dismissed because her mother is alive. Okay, guess what? Sorry about it. Kind of. Yeah. Like, sorry. Like, you don't get and when, to be. Okay, and for the listener, when Kelly says sorry, she means sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Because I had my eyebrows <laughs> yeah. Ryan Mogi high. Okay? <laughs> they were uh, approaching my forehead. Um. Or approaching my hairline. Your hairline. Um, yeah, I was like, sorry. Yeah. It's and ha- true. And how, like, it's kind of mean to say that to Tara. Like, yes. here's the thing. I feel like if I had that feeling about two of my friends and I was like, Ke- talk to you about it. Yeah. And I was like, Kelly, yeah. I feel really shitty about f- thinking this, but this is how I feel. And you'd be like, girl, I get it. By yeah. the way, don't tell either the people whose parents are dead yes. about it because it's selfish. That's it's what so she's mean. so selfish from the beginning. It's selfish to think that, which yeah. is true. We're all a little bit selfish. Sure. Um, and you're allowed to feel how you feel. Sure. But to tell Tara, I feel left out because I don't got a dead mom. And it feels like you guys don't think I know what it's like to have a dead mom because I don't have one. I mean, God bless Tara. But like I would have been like, yeah, you don't have one. Oh, and I love how they that fight because it escalates without anyone yelling, but it's still so full of so much. It is, yes, and it's like they're both kind of dancing around each other. And okay, so we start with Willow's opening salvo is "Hey, I feel yep. left out that my mom's not dead," mm-hmm. and Tara is like, "Well, you should probably have some empathy." Yeah, and she says, "And I feel sometimes 
And then and then Willow's like, I also feel insecure because you've been doing magic longer than me and you've been a lesbian longer than me. Mm-hmm. And Tara is like, yeah, well, you're getting real good at both. You're so yeah. good at magic. You freak me out. Yeah. And Willow's like, how can you say that? Which I just, she she so utterly lacks any kind of introspection. And I think yeah. Tara has literally, I mean, not in the way, she just hasn't said, you scare me. But Tara has been literally saying this to her all season. Mm-hmm. Like, At, wow, you're really getting good. You've surpassed me. Wow. Wow. Doing that kind of spell is pretty dangerous. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been saying this to you over and This is not, should not be news to you, this idea. Yeah. Plus, last week or two weeks ago, whatever, very recently, yeah. Willow gave Dawn a spell to bring Joyce back from the dead. And seemed, and, and was so tricky with how she was defending it and mm-hmm. like also just defending the idea of those kinds of spells too yeah. which i feel like she should have been paying attention to the fact that tara was like it's never a good idea to do these spells ever yeah because that right there means like you're doing something that's a little bit in a moral gray area with magic right and i don't think that willow has to necessarily like change her values to match tara's but you should at least like know in your mind tara yeah. doesn't agree with you on these Mm-hmm. Like, they have a difference of, of values on this. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's like not, uh, they don't agree. And so Willow to be like, what do you mean you're scared? What do you mean? And it's like, well, you're into dark magic that she thinks is not good. Yeah. And, and like, then it becomes about being a lesbian. Yeah. Which, that made me even more mad. Yeah. Because Willow just throws it in her face. Like, what, you think I'm just going <coughs> to fall out of love with you? Yeah. She, uh I mean, okay, I I get her feeling insecure about how she's perceived by Tara mm-hmm. as far as the, um, like, sh- that she used to date men. Yeah. And, like, what does that mean as far as, like, her feelings for Tara? Sure. Sure. But I felt like she was fucking gaslighting Tara. Yeah. Tara has never, except for the one episode where Oz came back, mm-hmm. which was before Willow and Tara were officially an item, mm-hmm. certainly before the kiss, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't do that until <laughs> Buck's mom died. <laughs> um, but no, like, it was before they were even an item. So at that point, Willow hadn't even declared her intentions mm-hmm. explicitly. I feel like that was the last time we saw Tara be insecure about Willow's affections. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't, she's never insecure about it. No. She's, like, scared for Willow when something happens with Willow. She's worried about Willow's magic. She's never acted, even when Willow is, like, talking about her hot babes or whatever, she's down. Yeah. Like, she is never insecure about this. It's total gaslighting. Yeah. And for her to, like, take this thing, which is the original thing that they were talking about. And I get that things snowball. And I get Mm -hmm. that when you're upset, you remember all of the things that you're also upset about. Yes, totally. We get it. No, this fight felt too real. It was so real. It was so real, especially the fact that they weren't yelling. Uh, I love that they weren't just yelling. Like, it was just like, oh, God, get out. Like, in my head, I was just like, Willow, walk out the room. Yeah. This, is, this, this conversation is no, only going to make you guys say more things that you can't take back. Yeah. I mean, oh. she just like, she took, they were talking about, who started it? Willow I says? I think Tara was defending oh, right. Buffy's position. Or she's, like, like, she's like, you can't know what it's like. Which is true. true. Like, and yes. That probably feels not, it can feel condescending. It can, sure. Because I think people like people who are married will sometimes say like, you don't know what it's like to me who as, as a single person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, getting married is not the same as having your mom die, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's true. And some things happen and do change you and you understand things that someone who hasn't experienced just won't understand. It can sound like a very like, you'll get it when you're older kind of, kind yes. of thing. Which is frustrating. And I think yeah. calling out that behavior is much different than i feel like she could be like i just don't want you to forget that i'm just trying to help yes or like explain it to me Mm -hmm. because i that's like i guess that's part of it is that willow is not coming into either her situation with buffy or her situation with tara in like an open mind Mm -hmm. she's not there to listen Mm -hmm. she's there to tell you what she thinks yeah she's there to do what she thinks is right Mm -hmm. um so there's like a self-righteousness to it rather than like an openness yeah because she never is trying to really understand what Tara is going through, but she's asking Tara to understand her completely. Mm-hmm. And she's projecting things onto Tara that are kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like this whole thing of like what you think you think that I'm I'm going to turn back at t- stopping a lesbian or stopping in love with you. Yeah. And it's like that wasn't what she was saying. And that's not. Yeah. 
And also, I think for Tara to be like, should I? Because it's like, you just brought this thing up, which means you've been thinking about it. So if that's something you want to talk out, then like, let's talk it out. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's a lot to unpack trying to reconcile your relationship with Oz and Xander with like the relationship that you have with me now. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that. Not on screen. Not on screen. We can't talk about it. (laughs) Um, But like, I don't know. This fight was really sad. It was really sad. And I felt like while I've come out really hard against Willow talking about it, it felt like a real kind of fight. Mm -hmm. It felt so real. And even like I've been the Willow in those kinds of fights where Mm -hmm. afterwards you think back and you're like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I said so many things that weren't fair. Yeah. They came from a real place. I feel like those those two issues, the issues of dark magic and Mm -hmm. the issue of Willow's inexperience with being with a woman. Mm -hmm. I think those are two like real things in their relationship. Mm -hmm. The angle she took and the things she said were probably not fair or okay, good ways to address those things, Mm -hmm. but they're like real things. And I think that's why we're so hard on her because it's like, we've all been Willow. Oh, hundred percent. Where it's like, you feel inept to deal with this mom thing. And then on top of that, it's like you are experiencing a lot of new. So it's, I get it. And I get why she said those things because she was feeling hurt. Yeah. I just feel, I felt, I don't know, really bad, mm-hmm. really bad for Tara. Yeah. Um, and I think that, but I think if if Tara had died with mm-hmm. Glory at the end of the episode, Willow would have felt so much guilt over I mean, their last she already feels Yeah, that's guilt. true. She already feels horrible because she knows it's wrong. She knows it's wrong. Yeah. Um, I did think it was like weird and almost racist when she says, I'm not feeling multicultural right now. That was weird. I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> I think she was, was trying like, to be cute about saying I'm not going to the fair, but like she could have just said I'm not in a fair mood. Yeah. Multicultural feels like You're you saying, said this I- on a show where everyone's white. <laughs> I don't really like non-white people right now. Speaking of the multicultural fair. Whose idea was it to decorate it with red, white, and blue balloons? I know. Red, white, and blue <laughs> balloons. Um, like two guys doing like the dragon dance. And then you like. You know if you took off the dragon, they were both white guys. Yeah. And then just like booths. Booths. Which, I, I mean, any like m- multicultural fair or like, uh, oh, what did we call it? I feel like we had one in elementary school where each each classroom got a country mm-hmm. and made like traditional foods and mm-hmm. traditional activities and you would like oh, travel. Oh, we had that too, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. I don't think it was called my, t- it might have been called Multicultural Day. I think or it like, was Multicultural Day. Yeah. We had that too. Yeah. So like we had that, which is similar in theory to what we're seeing. We didn't decorate all in American stuff. <laughs> we didn't use Fourth of July decoration. <laughs> would have been weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it would still cover like France. Uh, you're right. England. <laughs> Australia. So certain places. Right. Maybe it's the most popular colors. I don't know. It could be. I mean, you know what would have been great? Like rainbow of colors. Cool. Uh-huh. Or just a banner that says multicultural fair. Yeah. I didn't probably need any, bana- any bananas. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going crazy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I did think. Oh, I wrote damn that. Oh, and I didn't say this, but this was a term that got brought up in the Tara Willow fight, which I think is also key to all their things, is when she called herself a junior partner in their yeah like she's been holding that feeling in yes. for a while and especially to feel that way when you're with tara yeah who is like the least aggressive she's like so beta she's yeah. so beta yeah um so it was all about willow's insecurities yeah so don goes i'm sorry tara goes alone to multicultural fair and like, sits why on would a bench. you go why would you go well is dawn still coming oh no i don't think so okay Oh, maybe they were planned on it. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe she thought Dom was going to be there. Yeah. But she just sits, she walks sadly through the multicultural fair and then just mm-hmm. sits by herself. Mm-hmm. And then someone grabs her hand. Mm-hmm. It's glory. <laughs> it is. I, I liked that fake out of also like when she's like, she's new. This is the person. Yeah. Where you think it's going to be That she Dawn. knows it's Dawn. Which I I liked that fake yeah, out. Yeah, it was a good fake out, especially because the fake out doesn't last so long. No, it's, it's not like they did that five episodes ago, but it's like, no, they fake out. And then she tries to get Dawn, uh, Glor- uh, Tara. Tara, and then within by the end of the episode, she knows it's Dawn. Yeah. So it's like, boom, I liked boom. that. No wasting of time. So Glory's got, Glory's got ta- Tara. Tara. Are we okay? I can't speak. <laughs> Tara. Glory and Glory. And then Willow figures it out. How yeah. does Willow figure it out? I don't know. Uh oh, because okay, so the little uh, uh a troll person, troll person 
I loved, ooh, Ripper. Ooh, he was being so sexy when he yeah. was tortured. What did he do there? We didn't see. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, something really good. Did something good. <laughs> something Ripper-tastic. Yeah. So maybe he just, like, showed him his upper, upper arm tattoo. <laughs> he said showed him his, like, his penis. Oh, that would be weird. I hope not. I hope not. I think it's classless for Giles to do that. He's yeah. above. Giles, that. put it away. <laughs> Show your upper, upper, pull upper, your shirt. upper, upper. <laughs> pull your shirt all, all the way, way up. up. Ooh, um, like you do when you wash your hands. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, like the little troll person comes and they uh they get the info. They get the info that it's Tara. That they think it's Tara. He says the witch. Yeah. And so Willow blips. And goes to attack Lori. Mm-hmm. And Spike... Well, and- first she goes to find Tara. Yeah. Finds her. She got her brain sucked out. Yeah. Which we don't have that much time. <laughs> but as much as I had trouble with Willow in this episode, I don't know. I'm not going to blame the I'm not going to blame Amber Benson. I'm not. But it's horrible. Yeah. Every second of it is ridiculous. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's bad. It's just... It's, it's just bad. Yeah. She should have just been catatonic. Yeah. Just why have her talk if it's going to – it's just bad. I – when they were – I don't know if it's – it's. I think it's maybe in the next episode uh-huh. when they're taking turns feeding her applesauce. I was like – No. It – It's like – and It's like the other sister or something yes, but worse. Like it's exactly. so like <sighs> – It didn't feel real. It felt like a pantomime of a crazy per- – a quote-unquote crazy person. Yeah. But not like – as we've talked about, not a deranged person, a mentally ill person. Yeah, but not a like sensitive and real portrayal of that. More like a an outsized, heightened, mentally ill person. Yeah, which just felt so tone deaf. Yeah, but it's weird because I didn't really feel that with the like patients in the. No, they were like mu- they would mumble sometimes. Okay, here's the thing: the patients were not being driven around putting RVs. Yeah, <laughs> they were not seeing them very often, <laughs> and they're not given so much sensory. Like yeah. she's she had sensory overload. Yeah. Um, they also probably should have put her in like pajama pants that look like pants. <laughs> her pajama pants were like such pajama pants, and I was like, well, they were so aggressive. <laughs> like just a solid color pajama pant, we'd be fine. Just a drawstring okay. pant. I've got to tell you something. What? And I don't. Here's the thing. This will not surprise you, maybe, <laughs> but it might. Uh, in these episodes, mm-hmm. Spike is a dream boat. Yeah. When he's like, I would do it. Oh, if I love someone. I liked that. Yeah, I liked. It. Wait, then, what is happening, Ryan? I don't know. And Are then you in the next today, I don't know. And then in the next episode, when his face is starting to heal, yeah. and like he's, and just he's like in the a RV. little beat up. Oh my god! Wait, when was, he pulls up in those goggles, I was like, <laughs> steampunk. What? When he's riding in the back of that RV, I was like. Spike, yeah. What is it about you? Like you are, yeah. and maybe it was just like James Marsh was just having a good weekend or something. But like. He mm-hmm. just looked. I was like, you are handsome. He's so handsome. When he does say like, okay, this was the thing that fucking bugged me. Okay. That they were, I know that love is love, but that they were equating the love that Buffy feels for Dawn to With- the love that Tara and Willow have. Because you're saying that romantic love and familial love aren't the same? I think that making them be the same is, they would not do that for a heterosexual couple, I don't think. Oh. I think that it it makes it like Kid Gloves's uh Tara and Willow's relationship. Cause when they're like, um when they're feeding Tara and they're like, I would do anything for her. She's my always. And Buffy says, I know how you feel. And like looks at Dawn. I was like, okay, that is that I didn't like that. I don't like that. The part where Buffy doesn't understand that Willow could have gone over the edge and flipped the fuck out and gone after Glory. I was like, how could she not know that? Well, until she feels it with Dawn, Mm -hmm. felt that didn't feel, I didn't feel like that was cheapening Willow and Tara as much as it was reinforcing to us, partially to make the end of the next episode make us very upset, Mm -hmm. that Dawn is the most important person in Buffy's life and... Mm -hmm. That's where her, that's where it is for yeah. her. That's her like priority number. That's her number one. Yeah. And also like that she, like it kind of explains that she, or uh, demonstrates something that we've said about Buffy for a mm-hmm. long time is that it is hard for her to put herself in other people's shoes. Oh, so hard. When like she had to have Spike fucking say to her, <laughs> I do it for someone that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know what the thing was about his performance that I enjoyed? Yeah. Was that he had his tail between his legs. 
Yep. And when he was like, I don't know if it was the right person, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, if he it was the right person. Yes. And he didn't say it looking her in the eye with like doe eyes being like, see? Yeah, exactly. Don't you love me now? Like, exactly. no. He was just like, this is real. And I think, here's the thing. Spike has, is not going to be gone in the next few episodes. He's mm-hmm. around for a little while. This version of Spike, this part where they are more honest with each other mm-hmm. is something I really enjoy with them. Me I too. like that he, I think he's pretty straight with her. Yeah. So I really like that. And I like that he basically, at this point, at least, <laughs> um, is basically like, cards on the table. Mm-hmm. You know you know why I have a thing for you. Yep. But I now know that you are not interested. Right. But I love you so much that I'll be, I'll do anything for you. Yes. And I proved it by getting tortured. Yeah. I will. And honestly, the fact that he protected her number one, mm-hmm. she's on, he's on her team. Yeah. Like the fact that he would have died for Dawn. That's enough. That's enough. And also like at this point, yeah, he's not like, yeah, he still hates Ben. He's still yeah. like, you know, whatever. But I think. He's not, like, demanding that she love him back anymore. No. Because she has very aggressively been like, no. No. And his, he's respecting that. Yes. I think he is happy to be on her on her team. He's happy to be by her side, for sure. Um, before we go to the next episode, because there's, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there, too, um, including one of my least favorite things in all of Buffy. <laughs> I wrote in all caps and put a sad face. Okay. Uh, in this episode, we have a line that I hope someday I get to say to someone, mm-hmm. which is, you can't be late to a job you don't have. Ooh. I would love to fire someone that way. Yeah. Because that's like kind of confrontational, but you don't have to fire. You don't have to like confrontationally fire them. Yeah. They just show up after a no show and you're just like, oh, no, uh, you can't be late to a job you don't have. Yeah. Uh, I love like calm power. Yeah. Calm power is the shit. And also, so Ben's like, what the fuck? I've been out for that long. Ah. Yeah. Because yeah. Glory's getting stronger. She's getting stronger. So we finally got somewhat of an explanation in Spiral of what Ben is. Sort of. But we still don't really. I think what? Ben was a baby. I think yes, Ben would exist. Yes, infant Ben. Yes. So then what's the fucking timeline on this? So it's only been 30 years. That she's been around. Yeah. Or 25. So then. Okay. So she. So she's just not made herself known to Buffy until. She's getting stronger and stronger. I think she would like okay. come out and, and Ben would have like. 10 minute blackouts yeah and then he would have an hour blackout mm-hmm. and then now he has like 12 hour blackouts then he has I think it's like that okay I think she's getting stronger and stronger inside Ben mm-hmm. and taking over more and more to the point where now she can gather her minions and try to find the key yeah and I mean it was helpful to know that like the key was also lost for all this yes, time and only question. recently found by the monks and right. transformed um the, oh we I found this cliffhanger really satisfying because Buffy doesn't usually do like, I mean, the pilot did a cliffhanger, but they don't usually do like straight up cliffhangers like mm-hmm. this. This is a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. Glory shows up. She knows Dawn's the key. She's standing right in front of them and episode's over. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, so this is the episode where they're all there. And then I think Willow does a spell or something. And then <laughs> Buffy just picks up Dawn and starts running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like a sack of potatoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Because Glory rips off the thing. Yes. And then Tara says it's so Tara's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And she recognizes. Okay. And then they, and then the ep- next episode starts right there. And then Buffy is able to get Glory hit by a truck. But mm-hmm. she realizes that as much as we're giving her credit for getting hit by the truck, Buffy does not have the power to stop Glory. And I think ultimately here we see Buffy. Buffy has been fucking broken down. And she even says so. Yeah. By everything. And I think that is is a thing that we all have felt at times where it's sure. just like, is this life? Yeah. It's just like one fucking thing after the other. And like nothing's ever going to be truly good because right. it's like I'm just waiting for the next thing. Sure. And so I thought that was really awesome to see Buffy dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing her at complete helplessness. Like, she's yeah. panicked. Yes. And everyone's cool. looking to her to have plans. And she's like, no, guys, did you see how fucked we are? Yeah. She's like, no, we're fucked. Like, she's everything's bad. Like, do you see bad. how much I'm looking out the window? Like, I'm, this is not fucked. good. <laughs> like, things are not good. We also get to see Ben hanging out with uh, a lady troll. <laughs> which I didn't realize they had lady trolls. I always forget they do until I, I see like, this lady troll. Yeah, I'm like, oh, lady troll. Uh, and he says, I just want to be normal. If we had a dollar for every time someone on this stupid show mm-hmm. said, I just want to be normal. <laughs> also, 
he kept like I don't know if you were noticing this. No offense to this actor. He kept like missing his beats. Like <laughs> he would like it, there was always too much of a pause. Yeah. Because he wasn't clued in with his scene partner. He's no. like he's doing a monologue and she just happens to be interjecting. Yeah, yeah. No. And he's chewing up the scenery too much. It's too much. When he's like pacing around, I'm like, stop with the fuck. Like, I know you Unless have blocking, but is glory bleeding through. Yeah. I don't exactly. know what's happening. I almost wish that they were so opposite. I feel like yeah. that would if he was just like a very like chill like self like and i think that's how he's written yeah but it doesn't it doesn't play that way no maybe it's because he has that big old head <laughs> yeah and so much feathered hair all right are we gonna get to the worst thing that ever happened on buffy yes i just wanted to oh to say one thing is that the difference between this big bad and last season's big bad is that last season we had a lot of buffy being like adam's so powerful and we were like mm-hmm. okay but with yeah. this we do believe her when it's like oh yeah we cannot be here. And I'm like, no, you can't. You get no. punched in the head and you're out. Yep. Okay, let's talk. Should we say it on three? One, One two, two, three. three. The nights. <laughs> These nights make no sense. Where have they been hiding this whole time? These hordes of knights. Are they from another dimension? If tell so, us so, tell us that. If they are not from another dimension, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they wearing chain mail? Why do they have horses? And why do they use bows and arrows? Like, who are are, are these they? people? Yes. Did they travel through time? Again, if so, tell yes. us. Yes. I was watching this and Micah was sitting next to me doing other stuff <laughs> oh, and he just Micah. goes, and he goes, are they from the past? And I was like, I don't know. We don't know. They just show up as knights and we're supposed yeah. to just buy it. It's so ridiculous. And like, okay, so they're kind of like crusader types. Oh, it's 100% supposed to be the crusades. And they serve a different god. So we really have no reason to trust that their god is any better. No, we have no idea. We just know that their short-term goal is to destroy the key. Mm-hmm. Well, which once uh, the general lays out the reasons, I mean, if the key wasn't a person, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also, Buffy would have destroyed it. If the key wasn't her sister, Buffy would have destroyed it. Yeah. Because it's bad. And I think, I mean, I don't mean to spoil anything, but I feel like a much later season Buffy Maybe not Dawn, but if it were a human, mm-hmm. I think she might have been might like, sorry, one life versus the world. Right. But she's not asked to measure one life towards the world. She's asked to measure her sister, yeah, her number exactly. one, her like the most important her person. Her ride or die. Life. Yeah, her <laughs> ride or die. The person that she would do anything to protect yeah. against the world, which is a much, that's a different it's calculation. It's an easier uh, thing Choice. to tackle as a show <laughs> yeah, with a hero. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a show with a hero, and we will see exactly how she handles it in the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of explaining from the knights of how this works. So much exposition. So much exposition. The knights, I do, the knights are not worth it, but I do love when Buffy's like, nothing could, or when Don's like, nothing could get worse. Mm-hmm. And then the arrow comes in, and Buffy's like, it's your fault. Yeah, which is very I like that. It. Very cute. And then she looks, and she sees the knights, and she's just like, <sighs> yes. <laughs> Yes. That's like, like exactly my feelings yes. too, girl. I was like, oh, knights. These knights. Also, okay. Again, this is something that could be answered if we knew anything about these knights. Yeah. They seem to just be human. So why isn't Buffy much better at taking them out? I get that they've been training. I get yeah. that, but she's trained her whole life and is a slayer. So I mean she kills most of them. Most of them. But I just feel like Do you think like she should be able times. to kill an army of humans? No, not an army, but I just feel like um, when she's, like, sparring with some yeah. of them, the sparring, I know this is a show we like the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, But I feel like it would be much fewer, like, punch, punch, I think the fact punch. that they're wearing chain mail oh, right. and have shields Pointy and things. stuff. I think it's because they have weapons. Because she literally has no, most of the time, has yeah. no weapons. But you're right. They do make it, it's, it's more fair fight than it should be. Mm-hmm. Unless they're supernatural beings. We which, don't know. Which, fine. Then if so, tell us. Yeah, I think... They should have just been supernatural beings who travel through dimensions to protect. To keep the order of things. To stop dimensions from bleeding into each other. Beautiful. And Great. maybe they were at the Crusades. Maybe. All right. Okay. Because, yeah, that was another time when it almost broke up. Oh, my God. We could write this shit. Ugh. Sometimes we do. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, I do love that Anya brought the frying pan, which seemed dumb at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it's useful. Here we go. She bonks on the head a bunch of times. Um. It did seem like the show didn't know that you can't cook in an RV that's moving. Yeah. <laughs> the show seemed to think that Anya was really going to cook it there. And I was yeah. like, no, you don't yeah. turn on that gas you while the car's going. You cannot turn on the gas. <laughs> Unless they have some kind of hot plate. 
I mean, but even that, you shouldn't. You should. The car's moving. The car's moving. You don't. Um, you're gonna have to eat those spaghettios cold. Like you cannot. <laughs> Here's what you do. You put uh, Spike's hand out the window, <laughs> and you put the spaghettios on top. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking on the go. Right you can just put both hands around the sides oh, of the can. No. Yes. Um. Oh, I also liked when Spike like grabs the the sword as it's being yes. put through the top. Like, uh-huh. I Spike is a good fighter in this episode. He's a great fighter. Even yeah. Xander figures it out. Mm-hmm. Everyone is fighting well, and um, then except for Giles. Yeah, Giles is just trying to drive this thing. And gets he bellied. gets bellied. Eventually, Ben shows up to help. But I screamed at my TV when she calls fucking. Ben. Well, he's our only medical I know, friend. but it is just like, I'm like, no! I know. I feel like maybe they started there. Yeah. And, and they like, we like, need to get them both. Uh, someone gets hurt. Um, um, or, or even like, we need her to call the human vessel that Glory is in. Yeah. Why would she do that? Okay, maybe he's a doctor. Okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we need to get them in the same room. Okay. And then, yeah. Um, It is neat. It's very like, well... It's I like the craft of that storytelling. Me too. Because it does make sense. This is who she would call. Yeah. It's not a stretch. Um, also, and I don't know if this caught you, mm-hmm. but this caught me. So in the scene where Xander and Spike are like having a moment. Yeah. And Spike's trying to light a cigarette. And Xander like gives him a light. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in Beer Bad? Yep, when he does that to that girl. <laughs> and he's been practicing it. He's like just wants to give people, light people yeah. cigarettes. I was like, oh, your skill set. It's still there. Yeah, he's got to utilize the skills he has. He has to. He's like, he probably felt really torn about it because he's like, I really don't like Spike, but I've been wanting to do this light I cigarette It's been so long. <laughs> I got fired from that job because the beer was poisoning people. <laughs> um. Yeah, the whole siege yeah, sequence is really good. I didn't have a lot of notes of it because it was just like yeah, it was very it was tense good. and like, yeah. Because what are you? What do you do? Yeah, um, Willow casts a big spell. Mm-hmm. Does a barrier? Does a barrier keeps the uh, keeps everybody out? Um, Doesn't it give her a bloody nose? Yeah, yeah. She's it's like intense. Her eyes are black and stuff. Yeah, her eyes are black. And um, I wrote, "Is Ben seriously hitting on Buffy while Giles is dying?" Because while answer is yes, yes. Even though he knows. Buffy's mm-hmm. sister is the key, mm-hmm. and his other half is a crazy god who wants to kill the key. Uh-huh. Or use the key. And even if there was no magic, Buffy's father figure is dying on the table mm-hmm. in front of them, and he's like, I'm just glad to be able to spend some time with you. I would be like, shut no. the fuck up the and, fuck like, up. sew him up. Yeah, fix him, and then maybe she'll and be And then grateful. maybe we can talk. I also, and I hadn't had this thought until right now, why doesn't Ben leave town? I have no idea. Probably because maybe he's like, it's futile because any time. But he could keep leaving town and coming yeah. back. That would buy so much time. Yeah. Also, why doesn't he shoot himself in the head? He's too selfish. Why doesn't he get someone else to do it? Oh, he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to die. I think that's it. I think that's the core of it. Yeah. There's something wrong about him. Uh-huh. I mean, he's selfish. I feel like we should have a scene of him trying to kill himself and then be like, nope. <laughs> I'd rather the world end. Yeah. I don't get why. Okay. There's a part that I didn't understand. So. Oh, maybe that's why. Okay, so there. Uh, when uh, Buffy and um, uh, Ben are mm-hmm. like standing over Giles, yeah. and talking, Xander like walks up in the background and closes the door. But he's like he he walks in from there's like a doorway and he walks yeah. from another room, closes the door, and is behind a closed door. Yeah, I was like, why? I don't get why he did that. Maybe to talk to that's Spike? what I yeah that's what I just realized that he was talking to Spike because they were talking about not liking Ben, right? I think so. And also, I think he wanted to, like, sort of apologize to Spike, and he probably didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, probably. He was being nice to Spike. Yeah. He's like, mm, let's let everyone keep thinking I hate him. Yeah. But before Ben shows up, we do get that really heartbreaking, sweet moment between Giles and mm-hmm. Buffy. Yes. It was, oh. And when yeah. he, he's like, you made me really proud. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're everything a watcher, you're everything I could have ever wanted. and. I was like, oh, my God. No. (laughs) So good. But I am glad that Buffy got to hear that. Yeah. Because I think she needed to hear that. Sure. Um, Well, especially if she's going to lose another person in her life. She has to have, like. Yeah. She can't. I mean, that's the only thing that's, I guess, good is she would maybe get to say goodbye to Giles when she didn't get to say goodbye to her mother. Yeah. Um, But she's hanging by a thread. And you know what happens at the end of this episode? 
snaps. Yep. Because <laughs> Glory takes Dodd. Yep. Just snatches her right up. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Kills all the rest of those knights. Also, Which like, is kind of the best part. Yeah. I mean, Dawn being taken, bad news. Yeah. Good news. Knights are gone. Knights are all dead. Don't see those fucking knights anymore. <laughs> Dude, when that one knight, like, kills the other knight, just in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, and uh, next to those dudes that are like... Yeah, like trying to get rid of the the barrier. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? You just stopped him in front of everybody. And then when he's like, when he's like, I want that barrier down now. I wanted them to be like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, wake up, bro. Yeah. We. That's what we're chanting about this whole time. I did. Also, I got so frustrated when so Glory breaks the barrier and goes through, and yeah. then it closes back up again. And then Buffy like runs into the barrier, and I'm like, all that time. Like, yeah. I was like, Willow, take down the barrier. Go faster. Go faster. Make your eyes turn black faster. Um, And it ends on Buffy falling to the ground. Just catatonic. Yeah. Because Willow's like, Buffy? Buffy. Yeah. Buffy. She can't even hear. She can't do it. Because it is like she has been so bested by glory. Mm -hmm. So much. And she's so ill-equipped. Yeah. She's never faced something like this before. Mm -mm. And her watcher's down. Mm Mm-hmm. Her sister's taken. Her Her mom's mom's dead. dead. (laughs) Her best friend is selfish and weird. (laughs) And is dealing with a cuckoo girlfriend. I couldn't. Also, why are they only feeding Will or Tara fruit? They're only feeding her fruit That's why she's babbling. (laughs) Because she's like, I want a steak. (laughs) Feed me some real food. (laughs) I hated watching that. It it was so uncomfortable. Is it because they think she can't chew? But then they're feeding her fruit cocktail. You have to chew that. That's there's whole grapes. You in don't that. have to. <laughs> they're because they're peeled grapes. That's true. You can just like you can really just you swallow can just it. press with your tongue a little bit and then swallow. <laughs> and then you'll have heartburn. Oh but yeah, that's don't a, that's don't a recommend your person. Yeah, Hell Mouthy does not recommend <laughs> swallowing your fruit cocktail whole. But you could. You could. When they're feeding her applesauce, and that was another thing too. Like when they're talking about how she's gone, yeah, you know, whatever. They're kind of talking about her as if it's been weeks. Yeah. Because when Willow's like, when I look at her, sometimes she's there and she's like, it's mm-hmm. my same old Tara. This sounds like a conversation after like a week yeah. of this. No, but it's, it's been like hours. 12 hours. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Maybe it's the same day. No, it's overnight. Remember? Because they keep her. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed really, like it seemed like, uh, I don't mean to sound like disparaging to any of the actors involved yeah. in this, but it seemed like. A middle school play almost like it was weird like just like because the thing was people were invested and feeling bad about yeah. this character who just didn't it didn't the the things they were having Amber Benson, Amber Benson do did not ring true right and having these characters say this is so sad look at this this is yeah. so sad let's pathetically feed her applesauce and like when Dawn's like can I help and she starts feeding her I'm like why is everyone feeding her I just I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like it. I've fed people that are like in hospice yeah. and that kind of thing. And it just didn't seem. Well, and she's not in hospice. No, she's not. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was not good. And there were moments that could have been good. Like, I I wish we could redo the scene of mm-hmm. her like opening the thing to see some light and accidentally hurting Spike and mm-hmm. Spike being like, it's OK. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something sweet about that moment, but yeah. not what we saw. Because we know that really fucking hurt him. It hurt and for him, him to be like, it's fine. It's already healing. Yeah. And being like, and he's doing that for Tara. Yeah. Because Buffy's not there to see it. No. I guess Don's there. I think he's doing it just for, to calm everyone down. Yeah. And that he's kind of a better person than he used to be. Yeah. I still am not going to ship it. No. Stop but trying to make me. I'm not. Stop trying to force me to like the bad boys. I'm dancing Bangle right now. Forever. Bangel. 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 Or bangle. <laughs> bangle. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Um, cool. Uh, and I my last note is man, Glory is kicking all their butts. Mine is Buffy gives up. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much they're the same thing. Yep. Oh, geez, Louise. Geez Louise is right. Um, guys, when we come back in two weeks with talking about Buffy, it's gonna be the last two episodes of the season. Ooh. Can you believe it? I can't, quite honestly. This is yeah. I love this season and I'm excited to see how yeah. it wraps up. For sure. Um, um but first we're gonna go back to Angel for a three header. Is that how you say three headed? Three Yeah, I've never heard of three. Double header. Double header. Triple header? Probably. 
Um, and that triple header will be over the rainbow, through the looking glass, and there's no place like Plurtzkorp. Mm-hmm. But when we get back to uh, Buffy the following week, it'll be the weight of the world and the gift. Yep. And we'll be finishing up both the fifth season and the first 100 episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And by extension, the first 50-odd episodes of this podcast. Wow. What a trip. It is a trip. It's been a lovely, lovely pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we love doing this podcast. We do. Um, we really do. Yeah, <laughs> it it's like amazing. not a lie. It's We're not, not a lie. I mean, some podcasts they say it at the end, but you like can tell that yeah. they probably hate each other. Like they they didn't go to Chipotle between podcasts today. Yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> yep. No, but I feel like um, I've loved doing this podcast with you, Ryan. It does okay. sound like we are like quitting after this. We're like, <laughs> it's been a lovely trip. Um, well, honestly, uh. The end of the fifth season sort of feels like the show's quitting yeah. or like or saying goodbye to a certain thing. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, maybe we're just getting into that frame. Yeah, of we're kind of. Yeah, because there are certain things that are wrapping up. And I mean, for those of you who know, I mean, who don't know this, uh, the show was they thought it was going to end. Yeah, they thought it was five. over. So it is really fun to like kind of watch it with that lens. Yes. And then be like, oh, yeah, season six. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hellmouthy. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Nugie. You can follow Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at rmogi. Bye. Bye.